up, guys? Brett Appley here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC 274 this week. 15 fights on the slate. Oliveira versus Gaethje in the main event. Nami Yunus versus Esparza in the co-main event. Should be an awesome slate. $200,000 up for grabs to first place on DraftKings this week. As always, I'm going to give you my favorite DraftKings cash play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week. And before I do, make sure you subscribe to the, to the channel, guys. Like the video. Comment below who you are picking in the two title fights. So we have Oliveira versus Gaethje. Could be a competitive fight. Nami Yunus versus Esparza. Could be a competitive fight. Let me know who you think is going to come through with the belts on Saturday night. Also, for DailyFanMMA.com, just finished a two-hour podcast breaking down every single fight on this slate. With my boy Technical Tim, we're going to have full breakdowns up, con- uh, projections, ownership, all that good stuff. If you want to test out the content, you can use the com- promo code UFC274. gets you 25% off your first month. Fights are happening nearly every week these days. So much money up for grabs on DraftKings. Make sure you take advantage of that promo code UFC274. Without further ado, my cash game play of the week this week is going to be Charles Oliveira at 8.5K. Rolling with the main event in cash games again. We were on Vera last week for cash, and that was was just a crazy fight. I can't believe both sides ended up on the optimal lineup on DraftKings. Um, That's a topic of discussion for another day. This is another fight that I want exposure to in cash games. There aren't so many obvious favorites where I have to pay up to the top in cash games. The the main event and the co-main event, I think, are excellent targets. And I like Oliveira. Um, I think he's a little bit more safe in this main event against Gaethje. Oliveira is minus 170 to win. Gaethje plus 150 is the underdog. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to be playing both sides in tournaments. I do think... Gaith G can win this fight. He's a very dangerous action fighter, comes from a Division I wrestling background. He can defend takedowns. And we've seen Oliveira get hurt a number of times. We've seen him face adversity a number of times throughout his career. Lately, he's pushed through, and that's been awesome to see. But it wouldn't be stunning if Gaith G defended a takedown, hurt Oliveira, won this fight by knockout. And I think he can put up a big score at 7.7K. So... I definitely will have some exposure to Gaith G in tournaments for his price and upside. However, I am picking Charles Oliveira to win this fight, and I just think he has a massive submission grappling advantage, and that's probably you know, not a hot take at all, but Oliveira has more than one way to win this fight. I mean, his metrics check out very well. 3.44 significant strikes landed per minute. Not a high rate, but only absorbing 3.13, 52% defense. Gaith G landing 7.5, absorbing 7.81 significant strikes per minute at a 55% defense. Um, but we recently saw Gaith G lose to Khabib. And I know a lot of people will look at that fight and say, well, it's Khabib. But I did not like what I saw from Gaith G when he got taken down. Put every other aspect aside, whether it's Khabib or not. When Khabib landed a takedown in that fight, he was able to 
pass through Gaethje's guard very, very easily. He mounted him very, very easily, and then he took him down the second round, submitted him very, very easily. And Charles Oliveira is a very dangerous submission grappler, holds the UFC record for most finishes, UFC record for most submissions. If Oliveira gets on top of him one time, if he takes us back one time, the fight's probably over. And is it a 100% guarantee that Oliveira will get the back or find a, a dominant position? No. But over five rounds, I mean, can he do that before he gets knocked out? I think he can at a fairly high percentage clip. Um, Oliveira is still a very good wrestler himself, averages 2.50 takedowns per 15 minutes. Um, he's proven even like against Dustin Poirier. I'm curious how many takedown attempts he had. Six takedown attempts. He went 0 for 6 on takedown attempts, but he took his back standing. He reversed position from the bottom. He has many ways to get to a dominant position. Um, and I just really think once he gets there, this fight could be over. And even on the feet, I think Oliveira can compete for a while. He's a technical Muay Thai striker. He's looking more comfortable than ever. Gaethje's going to pressure him, going to throw leg kicks, and, and that's I'm definitely fearful of that. But again, from a DraftKings perspective, cash game perspective, Oliver is likely to survive early. He has grappling potential. He has striking upside. We have 25 minutes to work with. He has a... Mine, a plus 110 inside the distance line, good line value at 8.5K. You can stack this fight up in cash games if you wish, If you wish, but Oliveira is my preferred option, my pick to win this fight, and he will be my cash game play of the week. Okay, let's move on to my tournament play of the week, and I am going far down the board for this one with Carla Esparza at 7.3k yes she will be my tournament play of the week in the co-main event another fight that i want exposure to five rounds of potential nami Yunus is the favorite at minus 210 esparza plus 175 as the underdog i just think there's a very good chance that esparza wins this fight and maybe it's not maybe 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 the value on the line is correct maybe esparza win uh nami Yunus wins two to one but Esparza is a very good takedown artist, and Nami Yunus is not a very good defensive grappler, and that's basically all that it comes down to. And these two fought once before back in 2014. Esparza landed five takedowns, easily passed her guard, landed a bunch of ground and pound, took the back, and won by rear naked choke. And I know people will say that's 2014, and it doesn't matter. And since then, Rose has beat in great competition. She beat Jessica Andrade. She beat Joanna twice. She beat Wiley Zhang twice. That's all true. And I, I'm definitely certain that Nami Yunus is a better grappler now than she was in 2014. So it's not as if the fight from 2014 means that Esparza is for sure going to win. However, we just saw in her last fight, Nami Yunus against Wiley Zhang got taken down five times on 11 attempts. And Zhang is not a very good wrestler. Zhang took her down without too much trouble, mounted her, was landing ground and pound, took her back. To watch that fight and think that Esparza can't duplicate it in some regard is crazy to me. And yeah, if this fight plays out on the feet, 
I don't think Esparza has the best boxing. I think Nami Yunus is a much more effective striker. I worry a little bit about the physicality for Esparza. I worry a little bit about Esparza's defensive wrestling. And there are plenty of ways for Nami Yunus to win. But I just don't know if she can stop the takedowns. And when Nami Yunus gets taken down, she doesn't scramble well. She gives up position. She gives up big position, like the mount and the back. Esparza lands a lot of ground and pound. So there is a very, very clear path to victory for Esparza. Whether you are picking her to win or not, it's there. And for 7.3K, I'm going to be playing her. And I think a lot of people are going to be playing her. So this is not the this is not a hot take by any stretch. But I think Esparza very well might win this fight and... From a DraftKings perspective, at 7.3K, she's going to put up a massive score. She's coming off a 138-point score in two rounds. She put up 101 in three rounds, uh, 100 in three rounds, 89 in three rounds. But over five rounds, I mean, she's going to need to land several takedowns. She's going to secure a lot of ground and pound, a lot of control time. She's going to score well over 100 points, in my opinion, if she wins at all, and she's going to be a lock for the optimal lineup pretty much. So not a play that you have to be all in on, not a play that you have to be heavy on even. But I do think you should have exposure to Esparza. If, you, if you're if you picking Rose to win, uh, that's fine. And if you want to play a lot of Rose at 8.9K, that's fine. She has upside in a win as well. She'll be popular as well at her price. I prefer the salary savings here. I prefer the wrestling upside and path to victory. I think Esparza is a good bet outright as well, and she's going to be my tournament play of the week. Moving on to my salary play of the week. This one's going to be weird because I, I you know, I could have given out uh, Carla as my salary play. I'm going to give out Tony Ferguson at 6.6K in part so I can talk about this fight. Uh, Michael Chandler is the most expensive fighter on the board at 9.6K, and he's the biggest favorite on the board at minus 360, Ferguson plus 300. So I'm not picking Ferguson to win outright. And I understand the dynamics behind the matchup. I think Michael Chandler might knock Ferguson out quickly. I think Chandler can take Ferguson down multiple times and win this fight and if you want to pay up for Chandler that's that's fine I will have exposure to him on tournaments in tournaments he has plenty of upside he's gonna be very very popular though this line is too wide the only way that he's justifying this price is if he's winning by knockout very quickly or if he's just completely dominating Ferguson with wrestling I am really fearful about the cardio and durability dynamics in this matchup because Michael Chandler does not have great cardio and he is not that durable. And Tony Ferguson has made a a career out of being durable with good cardio. Now, he is far from his prime self, which is why he's a massive underdog here, and he's coming off three losses in a row. But again, to Justin Gaethje and Charles Oliveira, and most recently, Benil Dariush, who's a great wrestler and grappler. And he still went nearly five rounds with Gaze G, landed 136 significant strikes. Like, if Ferguson survives the first four minutes of this fight, I could easily see him winning. And he might not. Maybe his durability is just not there anymore. Maybe he just can't stop the takedowns. But just as an example, like Michael Chandler, 
I mean, in his UFC debut, he won by quick knockout. That's who he is, right? D1 wrestler, explosive knockout power. That's kind of it. Won by first uh, round knockout against Hooker. Looked great. Had a lot of success against Charles Oliveira in the first round, but gassed out and was knocked out essentially immediately in round two because he was so gassed. Then he went three three rounds with Justin Gaethje, landed 103 significant strikes in a takedown, and I think people are just like, whoa, excellent cardio, excellent durability. He survived Justin Gaethje. I, you look into the numbers here and, I mean, decide for yourself, but I am petrified about Chandler. In the first round against Justin Gaethje, Chandler defended strikes at 49% and, and nearly won that round or did win that round. Uh, great performance. In round two, Gaethje almost knocked him out and Chandler defended strikes at 37%. In round three... Chandler defended strikes at 18%. That, I mean, his defense completely went out the window after round one again. And yeah, he survived, but like the ref could have easily jumped in for a second round stoppage there. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if Tony Ferguson survives the early exchanges here, Ferguson fights at a very, very high pace. Ferguson has good striking defense. Um, he's landing 5.15 strikes per minute, 3.78 absorbed, 59% defense. Ferguson pushes a pace and his defense is better than Chandler's. For, uh, the other thing is Chandler, when he's been tired in the past, like in Bellator, he'll just take his opponent down and lay on them because he's a good wrestler, D1 background, and Ferguson isn't a great defensive wrestler. So I do think that's a possible outcome for Chandler. But... Ferguson is not just going to, to to sit on his back and and give up. I mean, he's his lo- his losses against Charles Oliveira and Benil Dariush, those are two of the best submission grapplers in the division. Oliveira is one of the best submission grapplers the sport has ever seen. Ferguson has a lot of wins by submission, a lot of wins by Darce Choke. And again, I'm worried that if Chandler's tired and shooting takedowns, he's going to get his neck caught. And it's still fine to pick Michael Chandler. I'm just saying that he is. I don't think he's as safe as this betting line would indicate. So from a DraftKings perspective, pay up for Chandler if you want. I will have exposure to him for his early finishing upside. I'll probably end up underweight to the field because I think he's going to be very, very popular. And Tony Ferguson's the cheapest fighter on the slate. I mean, it, it's not going to take that much to be overweight to the field on him, or at least hedge a little bit with him because he's going to act as leverage against Chandler. He has finishing upside on the feet or on the ground. He can go a hard three rounds. I I think Ferguson's a sneaky play at 6.6K. Great fight to target. Should be a really entertaining one. We'll give out Ferguson as my tournament play. Sorry, my salary play of the week, 6.6K. And finally, my fade of the week. I I honestly feel like whoever I'm going to give out is going to score a million points. But let's go with Lupi Godinez at 9K. She is minus 165 to beat Ariane Carnalossi. And I think she can score well. I just, on a 15-fight slate, you need a ton of points. And that's something else to think about. Like, guys, if you, you can't be safe on this card from a DraftKings perspective. If, if you're like, oh, this fighter is pretty likely to win, uh... I'll be fine with 85 points. There's going to be 14 other winners, even if you get that right. And just, there's going to be some big scores. So I'm, I'm shooting for the moon here. 
And I don't know that Godinez has enough finishing upside for me to invest in at 9K. That's a big price tag. And she's in her two wins in the UFC, she scored 127 and 86. So she's done it before. The 127 came with five takedowns and a submission in round one. So you know what? If she goes out there, lands five takedowns in round one, gets a submission, she deserves to be on the optimal lineup. And I think she's in play. But her most recent decision win, five takedowns, eight and a half minutes of control, only 86 points. Without the finish, she just, she doesn't land enough strikes. And her inside distance line against Ariane Carnalossi is plus 435. It's just really hard to justify a lot of exposure here at 9K in a range with Chandler, Roy Val, Fialo, Ovin St. Prue, Nami Yunus, Cerrone, Cortez, Oliveira. There's going to be some big scores. Um, and Carnalossi, she has that loss, or she has that win against Na Liang, in which she was taken down a few times uh, against a good wrestler and grappler, a bigger girl in Liang, and she just kind of physicaled her way out and threatened with submissions off her back and reverse position a few times. And I watched that fight, and I'm like, yeah, maybe Godinez can land a couple takedowns here, but I just don't see enough domination, enough like submission upside necessarily with Godinez for me to make an in a big investment at 9K. She's going to be very low-owned, um, and so you can target her as like a contrarian option with some grappling upside, but Karn Lossi is very physical, a, a better submission grappler than the girl's... Godinez has had success against, and I just worry she's not going to produce enough offense to really reach that ceiling and score a ton of points at 9K. For what it's worth, I also considered giving out Norma Dumas at 9.1K in a similar situation where she's going to need a finish against Chisone or grappling domination, and it's kind of hard to project that out. So won't be high on either of those fighters. We'll give out Godinez as my fade of the week. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. Again, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel. Guys, working so hard every week to put these uh, videos out there for you. So thanks to Pat and the team for having us on. Uh, comment below who you're picking in both title fights. Make sure you use that promo code UFC274 on dailyfanmma.com for any month of content. It gets you 25% off. Best of luck. Take care. Talk soon. Peace.